0: Welcome to the Transwag Podcast. Hey guys, what's up? It is me, Cameron Trumbo, the host of Transwag Podcast. Thank you for hitting the play button if you're watching this on YouTube, or hitting the play button if you're listening to the audio version of the show. Either way, I appreciate that you're here to listen to me today talk about preparing for a hysterectomy. Now, I know if you listened to the last episode... I said I was going to talk about body hair in this next episode, but uh, I just had an appointment with my surgeon in preparation for my upcoming hysterectomy, so it seems like it makes more sense for me since it's fresh on my mind to discuss. For those of you who are maybe going to be having a hysterectomy in the future, what it is I was told to be prepared for. So that's what this episode is about. So, if you've already had a hysterectomy and you don't care to listen to this particular show, doesn't hurt my feelings? I understand. Tune in next time, I suppose. But uh, for those of you, like I said, who may be interested in learning about this, I know I was and still am because it hasn't happened yet. Uh, let's just jump right in. I do want to first disclaimer that obviously, Different surgeons, different parts of the country, and the world for that matter, may have different ways of prepping their patients. So, what my surgeon, whose name is Dr. Eva Patil, Patil? I think I'm saying that right. Uh, through Kaiser Permanente in Portland, Oregon, what she's saying that she wants me to do may differ from what your surgeon in the future may say. So, there's that. But, uh... What is going to happen is that the night before I go in, I feel like a gremlin because I am told I cannot eat anything after midnight. Uh Do not eat after midnight, they've told me. So, for me, this is going to be difficult because the first thing I want to do when I wake up is eat something. Otherwise, I am one of those people who becomes a little hangry and... I guess I'm just going to have to drink water and suck it up, buttercup. But um, I guess I can drink water, clear apple juice, 7-Up, plain tea, although I don't drink tea, so there's that. Uh, black coffee. Ugh. For those of you who like coffee, good on you. Black coffee, at least. I kind of like the fufu kind. But uh, and by fufu, I just mean... Fancy, you know, I like there there to be chocolate and extra whipped cream and made more with milk versus water, so a spruced up version of a coffee like a mocha is more my liking, but I won't be able to have that in the morning of my hysterectomy because apparently only black coffee if you're gonna have any type of coffee. The instructions they've given is. No alcohol 24 hours prior to surgery. So I'm having surgery on a Thursday afternoon at 1230. So Wednesday at 1230, when I'll be at work, I can't have alcohol, which is not a problem because I didn't plan to be drinking on the job uh, while I'm at work the day before. And obviously that night I wouldn't be able to consume any type of alcohol either. I'll probably just like pig out and eat like as much food as I can knowing that in the morning I can't. Uh, I'm not a smoker, but if a person is a smoker, smoke cigarettes or vape or what have you, they say no nicotine, no cannabis, no, no smoky, smoky, no tobacco, uh, after midnight. So that's interesting because I think if I recall correctly, like with top surgery, they don't want you to smoke if you're a smoker for like at least a week I want to say I don't know maybe i'm maybe I'm not right about that. I do take medication uh, for ADHD and so I generally take that in the morning with food and since I can't eat food, I won't be able to take that uh because unlike some medications people take, you could just take it with water but i I need to eat something or it'll it'll upset my stomach so I will just take it the night before um and then take it yeah i'll just figure it out and probably take it the night before and then the same night after surgery and then go back to my normal routine like somewhere in there there's gonna be it's gonna get a little screwy but i'll get i'll get back into my routine apparently these are the medications that they've told me to hold and if you're wondering if you are watching this video like why does he keep kind of glancing down it's on my evernote i saved the notes on here um to reference back. So I'm not just on here rambling too much. I'm not supposed to take any kind of vitamins, minerals or supplements. And every morning when I wake up, part of my routine is I go into the kitchen and I have my men's gummy vitamins. I take two of every day. And so the morning of surgery where I'm going to be heading up to Portland, I will just have to forego that morning routine and not take those vitamins. They do say that if somebody has, like, any kind of a breathing issue, you have a CPAP machine or an inhaler or something like that to bring it up there with you. I don't have any of that, so I don't have to worry about that. I can drive myself up there, but after the surgery, I'm supposed to have somebody drive me home. I will sort that out, but it is important that, according to my surgeon... That somebody is there as I'm recovering in the recovery room afterwards and to transport me, transport me? Yeah, to drive me home. And then they also want like there to be somebody as like a caretaker as I'm kind of waking up. They recommended that I wear loose clothing so I'll probably just wear like pajama pants or sweatpants up there and just like a baggy shirt. Uh, and then probably just throw on any kind of sweatshirt over top. and Just be comfy. If I end up with any kind of, like, a bad cough or a fever or any kind of a cut or rash, I need to let them know. Uh, so I guess they could determine whether or not they'll continue to do the surgeon on surgery on the day that it's scheduled. This isn't an issue for me personally, but uh, for other folks who may wear some types of makeup, they say no makeup, no fragrances, so I won't be able to, like, put any cologne on. Now that I think of it, I wonder if that includes like my deodorant. I always put deodorant on before I leave the house. So if you had a hysterectomy and you know, or you work at a surgery place, or if you're just interpreting what they've told me and it says no fragrances or jewelry or body piercings, do you think fragrances includes deodorant? Uh, Because I can't imagine going up there and not having deodorant on. But there's a fragrance to it. So I don't know. Let me know in the comments below. Or reach out to me on Instagram or Twitter um, if if you're not following the YouTube channel. Of course I need to bring with me my insurance card and my ID. So that's all the stuff that they emailed me and informed me about. But some of the stuff that the surgeon spoke to me about when she and I talked the other day on the phone was that they'll call me the day before to let me know exactly when I need to be up there to check in. And that it's usually two hours before my surgery. So she knew knew my surgery was at 1230 and told me that that means probably I'll need to be there at 1030. I asked her if I needed to shave like my stomach area or down in my pubic region. Uh, And she said that she has clippers. And so to not mess with shaving or anything, especially because what she doesn't want to have happen is if I were to shave, and I had any kind of nicks or cuts uh, could cause an infection. So to just be my normal fuzzy self. So I don't have to shave or anything like that. What I recalled from having top surgery was there was a certain kind of soap that I had to like wash my chest with and I thought maybe there would be something like that to to use for my stomach area. But instead I guess they have a wipe Like a, I don't know, some kind of sanitary wipes that I will go pick up at the pharmacy and wipe myself. I think she said the night before, but maybe also the morning of. Uh, I'll figure that out. The other piece is I did not have any. I should knock on wood. Again, if you're not watching the YouTube video, you don't know what I'm holding unless you can guess
1: but I just knocked
0: on wood. It's my guitar. I didn't have any nausea feeling after my top surgery, but because I didn't know whether or not I would, I went ahead and had the, I forget what they call it, but it's a patch that you put right here under your neck, under your neck, under your ear in the back of your neck, kind of. And it helps for people who get seasick or are undergoing anesthesia to help prevent them from becoming nauseous so i opted to because i'd rather have it and not get sick and not know if i didn't have it whether or not i would get sick and risk it i'm just doing it again i don't know if that made sense but it made sense to me and so i have to pick that up from the pharmacy as well before the surgery she's also prescribing like painkillers i probably hopefully will not have to take them for very long. I didn't have to take them for very long with my top surgery. So, assuming that my body is like a recovering machine and will recover well uh, as it did with top surgery, hopefully I'm only taking those for a day or two. And then when I'm not taking those, she said I could take Tylenol or Ibuprofen. I asked her about my testosterone injection because usually I take that or I inject myself Thursday nights and I'm having sur- surgery on a Thursday midday. and I asked her if I'm gonna be feeling up to it to give myself an injection that afternoon. And she said I should be fine. But knowing knowing myself, I think what I will do is since my surgery is a couple weeks away is the week before surgery, go ahead and bump my shot day up one day. And so instead of doing it like Thursday, night, I'll do it Thursday morning. And then that next week when I have my surgery, I will do it Wednesday night. And so I don't have to worry about it at all on Thursday. And then that following week I'll just go back to my Thursdays, uh shot days seems to work well for me and my I don't know, my job, my personality, my I just like doing shots on Thursday. So, I'll go back to that after after I've recovered from surgery. Basically, she said there was not a ton of restrictions uh, for me other than not lifting 10 pounds. So I know I saw a friend post something. You know who you are. MJ. Uh, My buddy MJ. And he's actually been a, a guest on the podcast before. He told me that he was told that he couldn't do laundry or vacuuming Or, I forget what the third thing is, but basically I jokingly said to him on Instagram, oh, basically all the things that I do. Uh, My wife and I share chores in the house just to decrease fights. So she does A, B, and C, and I do D, E, and F, and G. You know, we have our different things that we do. And apparently the things that I generally do are things that involve lifting weighted objects uh, laundry I think I could still I don't see why I couldn't fold laundry and carry it upstairs like just in smaller stacks but vacuuming you know the Dyson I pick it up and I carry it and move it around so I could see why that is, I won't be able to vacuum for six to eight weeks oh so my wife's gonna kill me I haven't really thought that one through but yeah a lot of things that I do involves lifting things up you know they're not necessarily like 40 pound it's not like the cat litter bag which is 40 pounds lifting that and moving it around is something that i do daily but probably daily i feel like i've lived something that's at least 10 pounds so that's going to take a lot of awareness on my part to remember that i can't be moving things and lifting things that are like 10 pounds or more but that was the only restriction um she said about you know, moving stuff around or physical stuff. Yeah, I did decide, I did decide to go ahead and have both ovaries removed. If it becomes the end of the world and you know, I don't get access to testosterone, so be it. If for some medical reason I need estrogen, hopefully I can get it in a pill form. But, um, I just don't, I just don't think I need my ovaries. I mean, I feel like keeping them is, is just unnecessary. But I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna have kids in the future. I, it's why have something in my body that's not like being used for something, I guess, is my thought. So, eh, peace out, ovaries. I guess I could talk a little bit about the actual procedure, although I'm not a surgeon. Uh, I just know that it's called a laparoscopic hysterectomy, and so it involves small incisions, I think in three spots, maybe four. But the fourth one might be a part of, I can't pronounce what it is she's doing, but she indicated that I will have a catheter during the procedure, but generally, the catheter is removed before I even wake up. Uh, it's only kept in if there's some kind of an issue with my bladder. But she does a procedure in addition to the laparoscop- laparoscopic hysterectomy, and that she checks into making sure the bladder's okay. I think that's the fourth incision that's closer to um, you know the lower lower part of my abdomen. But um, hopefully if all goes well, I won't have to keep a catheter in and get to leave the same day. Um, that was one of the questions I had was if this is a day day surgery where I get to leave the same day or if I have to stay overnight. And she said I do not have to stay overnight unless there was some kind of complication. So that is good. I don't want to have to stay overnight. I want to get in there, get taken out when needs to get taken out, and then head home. I did have two weeks off of, off of work approved. Honestly, I'm hoping that I only need one. I, as I mentioned before, I'm having the surgery on a Thursday. So I'm hoping that come that Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then a whole week off of work and then another weekend that I might be feeling okay to go back to work on that Monday after it's been a week of recovery. If I'm not feeling up to it, I'll use another week of leave if I have to. Um, That's been approved, but I'd like to save that time for future surgeries. So we'll start with this one and see where things go from there. If you have any questions about the process after I've gone through it or maybe even leading up to it, feel free to email me put my email address below you can also always visit transwag.com it's the website and there's a contact cameron form on there i've recently added some updates to the website that i'm excited about for those of you who have gone to the transwag store transwag.com no transwagstore.com and you've purchased a sweatshirt like the cool sweatshirt i'm wearing or one of the other many designs, or stickers, or tank tops, or laptop covers, whatever you may have purchased in the past, I'm dedicating a special thank you to you. So, if you don't see a picture of your name with a thanks, then let me know. Uh, Email me, and I would like to put your picture up there to thank you. The whole reason I have the transwagstore.com store is so that people can go buy merchandise and the proceeds of the merchandise I then use to purchase packers or binders for people who can't afford them and so I do giveaways on Instagram and I'm going to do more giveaways here on the podcast as well and I will be featuring those people who win the giveaways so like this week earlier this week we did a giveaway for a packer and I announced the winner and congratulated him on instagram and i'll also be putting that on the website and so if you are interested in winning something make sure you follow at transwag on instagram and if you are interested in checking out the store please don't hesitate to do so again that's transwagstore.com some of you have checked out the patreon page and we've got a Couple patrons now, woohoo! I'm super stoked. So thank you, you know who you are, who have come and been willing to give their hard-earned dollar. That that's it. They just were like, yeah, I, I spend a dollar. I'll just spend a dollar and help Cameron out. I super, super, super appreciate it. So thank you. Uh, when you're at the three-dollar level, uh, I will actually name you at the end of every podcast to give thanks. So. Uh, But those of you who are willing to give a dollar, I'm still grateful and thank you. So I just talked about wanting to do more giveaways. And here's what I'm thinking. The weather's getting nicer. We're getting, hopefully, depending on where you're living, we're getting away from sweatshirt and jacket and coat weather. And we're getting into t-shirt weather. So, between the release of this podcast, which is going to come out Sunday, April 8th, Maybe you're listening to it on the morning of Monday, April 9th. Maybe you're listening to it later on. But if you're listening to it between Sunday, April 8th, 2018 and Sunday, April 22nd, 2018, you can enter to win a free Transwag t-shirt. Any of the t-shirts from the stores and whatever size that fits you. So you get to pick the design and you get to tell me what size... And I will send it to you. So you're thinking, sweet. That sounds like a good deal. How do I enter to win? Of course, I'm fixing to tell you that. The first thing I want you to know is that if you become a patron, you not only are entered just automatically, but your name is going to go into a hat. And I'm old school like that. Like, I literally will type everyone's name, cut them out, put it in a hat or a basket of some kind, and draw the name. So... You're a patron, you automatically get three entrants. entrance, three times. Your name goes on that sheet of paper. <sighs> Sorry, I had to scratch. Your name goes on that piece of paper three. Your name will be three times in the hat. Your name will be in the hat three times if you're a patron. Then on top of that, you can enter to win other ways. You can send me a direct message on Instagram telling me, hey, I heard your podcast or I watched (laughs) your podcast and I want to enter to win the free Transwag t-shirt. And again, if that direct message comes through Instagram between Sunday, April 8th and Sunday, April 22nd, 2018, then I'll shoot you a message back saying you're in and I'll add your name to the list. So, hypothetically, if you were a patron and you hit me up on Instagram, your name, my friend, would be on the list four times. So I'm just gonna leave it at that. In the future, we may, do, we may take entrance through Twitter and Facebook as well, maybe YouTube. But if you're watching this video, I'll put the link to my Instagram below. Just go to Instagram, DM me, and you'll be entered to win one time. If you're a patron, even at the $1 level, you'll be entered to win three times automatically but a fourth entrance, entrance, I feel like that's not the right word, but you're picking up what I'm throwing down, I think. You could be entered up to four times. There's some of you thinking, uh, I never win anything. I'm not going to sign up. When I've done these things, there have not always been a ton of people entering. So if you enter to win, you have a pretty decent chance of winning. I can't, I don't know if I can say that to the future because the show is growing, but it doesn't you can't win if you don't try. So hit me up. And I wish you all the best of luck in that drawing. I'm excited to be able to give away a t-shirt. So I will announce the winner of that in that week's podcast. So there'll be another show after this where I'll remind you again. And then we'll do the giveaway on the show that comes out the week of April 22nd. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. I will talk about body hair in the next week's episode. Oh yeah, I won't won't have had my surgery yet. So I'll talk about body hair. Then the following weekend, I will be recovering from my surgery and I'll talk about how that's going. But anyway, um, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching this. Again, shout out and thank you to the patrons who've come to patreon.com forward slash transwag and are part of that community. Alright, until the next episode you guys, peace.